Straight Talk Uncut. Everybody, how's it going? It's Tellus here, back with another edition of Straight Talk Uncut. And this has been recorded on March 18th, 2016. How you guys doing? Got a late start today. Uh, there was a two-hour school delay. Yeah, woke up to some more snow. And, um, yeah, it was pretty slick. Uh riding around today doing the doing the school drop off so two hour delay got a little late start um and only got about an hour before i have to start making my rounds to go do the pickup so let me go ahead and get this started so uh let me go ahead and start with the quote and the quote for this episode is by don miguel ruiz don miguel ruiz and it goes like this death is not the biggest fear we have. Our biggest fear is taking the risk to be alive. The risk to be alive and express what we really are. Again, death is not the biggest fear we have. Our biggest fear is taking the risk to be alive. The risk to be alive and express who we really are. Again, that's by Don Miguel Ruiz. And that is so true. Like, um, so... I don't think, you know, when people, um, I mean, it's, 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 it's well known that public speaking is one of the biggest fears, right? But I don't think death is even high on the, the charts of, of uh, our biggest fears. I think more than anything, at least, at least in my case, I'm speaking for myself. At least with me, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not afraid of death. Death, we all gonna die, right? But I think we're more afraid of how we're gonna die. You know, I, I think that I think when it's come to death, that's the biggest fear: how are we gonna die? You know, nobody who wants to get die suffering. Who wants, who wants to get die? I mean, who wants to die doing some stupid shit? That's my biggest fear. I like, I'm always afraid I'm gonna die on a treadmill. <laughs> you know. Or you know, or or like I have this big fear of like if I if I a lot of times I go to the grocery store at like three in the morning. And when we first moved out here, you know, it was it wasn't uncommon to to see like a coyote or or something, you know, like especially because where I live is like it used to be nothing here. So we you know, when I, of course when they built houses, whatever wildlife live here it got ran out, just like in most a lot of places. So um, you know, I have I have fears like that. Like I'm I'm be going out to the to the truck at like 3 a.m. like I did the other morning, and some hungry ass bear or or or, or coyotes out there and like going for broke, you know, some some like that. But I'm not I'm not I'm not afraid to you know of death. We we all gonna die. But I, I talking about fears. I'm gonna put it into in the perspective of things that used to hold me back and, and some things that I feared um, growing up. Some things I feared growing up was just just like this quote said, that like the risk to, to, to be alive and to express yourself. I, you, when, when I was growing up, you couldn't just freely express yourself. You know what I mean? Like you, you, that was out of the question, especially being a man. Like even now, men, there's certain shit men can't, just can't do. Period. You just can't. You just can't freely. Well, I'm not gonna say you can't do. You can't do it without some kind of criticism, without some kind of like people questioning. Like even to this day, even like in this day of 
feminism and 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 all you know women's rights and 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 you know some people say there's a a, a ongoing uh, what's the word like a demas you know demasculating men, uh, and and I see some I do see some of that, but even even with all of that, there's still some things that you know you just can't do as a man. And and each culture has has their own little little things like that. You know what I mean? Like just depending on what what sort of culture you you grew up in. Like when I grew up, there was no. You didn't. There were no photography. Like you saw, maybe at a party, somebody had a camera taking pictures, but it, it it was usually a female doing it. You know, like that. You you didn't you didn't really see. Like I I mean, you you just didn't see guys like taking pictures. You didn't know. I didn't know any male photographers. It just wasn't a thing. I didn't know any like male artists unless they were like, even even a graffiti artist. It wasn't called like a graffiti artist. You know, it was like you did graffiti. <laughs> Even the guy who uh, I think I told you guys about the guy at school who, when I was in high school, he used to airbrush pants and things like that. Um, but still, there was a point. There was a, there was a point where he was known by that. He was known for being that guy, and you you only acknowledge him when you needed like some pants airbrush you know, spray painted or whatever, you know, you, you had, you had those sort of like, it's all right when you needed it. But then outside of that, it was like, uh, that's that guy that'd be spray painting pans, you know, or, or like, um, um, when, when I used to look around of trying to find my definition of success, you know, it was usually some, some guy with a flashy car, or uh and he you know get you know the car was probably gotten by ill gain you know ill gotten gains you know selling drugs or whatever but um as far as like people who i i like uh, like like uh adults who i would consider successful even at an early age i just saw people that worked i, I never i never like associated just having a good job and working with success. One reason because they, those people didn't never, they never looked happy. You know, they, they never looked happy. They never looked like they were enjoying life. They were the, the fucking most, the most, I remember this guy down the street, nicest guy in the world, but I was always afraid to go to his house cause, um, when his, you know, and if I did go to his house, I would try to not to, not to be around when his dad came home. His dad was like this fucking mean, like everybody knew it, but the guy worked like all day long, all day long. And, um, <clears throat> but he was like this just mean ass guy. He never said more than two words, never spoke to you, never, never anything. He just worked his ass off and, and, um, he just seemed miserable all the time. And he, he was the worst case, but most of the, the neighborhood that was like that. You know who the people that were always happy? The the people the people that were always happy happy that when I was when I was growing up were the what society would would look at as failure like the bums were always happy the winos the the crackheads they were all they always always had some cheerful shit to say they were always happy <laughs> you know that's even think about that now they you know it was rare you saw those people miserable but the people that were going to work every day 
<laughs> going going to work. Well, miserable. Even the people in my family were just miserable, miserable people. I mean, sure we had we had like the barbecues, you know, the 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 family barbecues and stuff where everybody would get together once a month or something like that. And still, it was just once the drinking started, then the humor came out. But it was still like you know. You know, maybe maybe this happened on Saturday. Come Monday, everybody's back to their fucking misery, misery again. And the thing about it is, like, when they would get together and have these barbecues, <clears throat> sometimes like my uncle would bring out the guitar, like like full setup, like everything, and and play like blues and shit like that. And then somebody would like get on the keyboard. Then I had this other uncle who was like a fucking d like uh, you know he he had all this dj equipment but he you know he, it was just his thing his hobby and that's when he was the he, he was most happy but they never like did it outside of the these once in a while uh family get together they never and then they never even talked about it outside of that you know what i mean a lot of times <clears throat> the only reason i wanted to go to these things was to hear them play you know, hear, hear them play the music and, and, you know, stuff like that. So, but you would never know because they never talked about it outside of, um, outside of those get togethers. Nobody, you know, it wasn't, it was just like, I don't know. And I, I even remember it when I played music, when I, you know, got into the band and, and, and all, all the way from, you know, from, uh, junior high through high school and, I never, I never even like went to these, and and that could have been my fault, but it was just that they were so miserable all the time. I didn't even want to go to them to even talk about music. You know what I mean? So, and I and I think that was because that couldn't be, especially in where I'm from, in in my community, in my generation. You couldn't, that was not seen, even though from the South, you know, there was a lot of famous blues singers, blues players. It wasn't, it wasn't a viable thing. You know, it wasn't viable. So the only thing was to go do whatever job you had to do, you know. And and even to this day, those same people still working those same jobs are the most miserable people on, on the planet, most mi- miserable people I know on the on, on this earth and um and i know it's because all that harbored fear of of going of doing the thing that they really want to do you know like i mean it has to be nobody nobody can just be miserable like that <laughs> i mean no it's it's just I, I don't think i always think it's i don't think anybody's just born like that just born to be miserable i think it's <clears throat> comes from the fear of like wanting to be wanting to be something else or wanting to express something else wanting to live like that fear and then it just become it just turns into something else it turns from fear to anger you know and 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 again these same people have never left you know the neighborhood so to speak they've never left never ventured out anywhere never like you know, they, they still stick to the same stereotypes of, of about what they should and should not do, what they're supposed to do. You know, like just just never experiencing life as a whole, never never going out there and doing everything. So that's the one bit. Even though I, you know, I only did my four years in military. The one thing that, you know, like a lot, you know, you get people to ask you, would you do it over again? In a heartbeat, 
because the military um, got me out of that same environment that uh, you know I saw a little uh, a lot of people grow victim to and just decided to just never leave because of the fear of getting out and seeing what else is out there um, the military got me out of that you know that was my out a lot of people have like other means of getting out the military was my out that was the way I saw <clears throat> you know how I was going to get get out of it how I was going to get away when I saw you know when I started running out of money for school when I start just just you know going downhill you know here I am in college working like three jobs and then but when I saw that just that weight becoming heavier and heavier I saw myself subsiding to the to those fears and and thinking to myself well maybe is is not meant for me maybe I'm 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 supposed to be just one of them too, you know what I mean? Like maybe there there are the haves and the have-nots. There are the people that have to play these roles, and maybe um, that's the role I should play. I should just you know stay here, you know get a job, do this thing, and then. Um, but I was like, no, you know, I was like, no, I would never. First of all, I never fit it in. I, I never fit in. You know, I always had a, a different opinion. <laughs> for most people so you know I, I knew that I had to I had to get out of there so when I see when I like read stuff like this about the fear of expression and stuff like that sometimes I have to wonder myself does a lot of that still hold me back and I know I know a, a small like a small part you know still still like lingers you know like when when I when I just sit and can't get the motivation or can't get moving can't get to doing something and I just you know I feel like those those thoughts grasping you know but luckily I can talk about it sometimes when you talk about it it's like well at least you recognize at least you're not in denial you know at least I'm not like sitting back and not even trying to um, approach the problem or trying to you know trying to talk about it or trying to get it out trying to express it and, and you know if there's a reason for a podcast hey that's that's a big one that's a big one right there you you, there, you know a lot of art is done in isolation photography paint whatever a lot of creativity unless you're doing like you know um, performance art where you around people or something like that it's done in isolation and you go stir crazy, and then and that's and I think that's when a lot of those those old thoughts start creeping in. You know, start start creeping in. I saw a video of this guy. It was an old video of this guy got. Uh, it was like a little mini documentary about elevators, right? And it showed this guy being trapped in this elevator for forty one hours, and show how you know he well, he walked in. I think he came from like a lunch break or smoke break, just casually he walked in. By the end of that forty-one hours, forty-one hours, this guy had totally changed. You know, almost like he just diverted back to like, um, you, you know what I mean? Like almost like that scene on, that scene on the new, the Mark Wahlberg v version of Planet of the Apes when, um, when when it, when the ape got trapped, when they tricked him and he got trapped in in the the um the vehicle the space vehicle and he you know he was like evolved 
and then he got trapped in there and he devolved back to you know innate so <laughs> sometimes when we when I, my, my mind is idle I can feel myself wanting to just give up and divert back to that old thinking because to me that's that's devolving when I start to think think about like how I had to like how how much how much effort it took to to get away from thinking like uh, the people around me who are when I grew up you know how much it took how much fucking willpower to go against the grain and, and be different and think differently um, but anyway man I, I got into a fucking rant or a, a little ramble on that one alright anyway so let's move on um, <clears throat> I came across this video um, sort of speaking on this I came across this video it was about Ansel Adams and the title was Here's a nice video reminder of just how awesome Ansel Adams truly was, right? And I didn't get that. You know what I got from that video? I I got from that like here's an example of what it took for Ansel Adams to be the Ansel Adams we know now. Cuz you know a, a lot of times we we see the fin when we see the finished product um we don't see the the uh, what went into creating it, you know. So when you can see like some some prior old school footage of Ansel Adams before he was the Ansel Adams we know, and when he had that epiphany of coming up with the zone system, it it give you a a a new mindset of you you haven't done close to enough to to leave a mark. You you. You you know you've you've done nothing. So, but you're on the right track though. You know you know what I mean. Like that's that's when I see stuff like this. Like okay yeah. So don't 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 think anybody owe you anything. Don't think you've done enough. You you got a lot of you like you got a lot to go until you until your dying breath until you 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 you're finally cremated or, or put in the ground. You you haven't done enough. So this this was on popphoto.com. And uh, just so go to popphoto.com, yeah, popphoto.com, or straighttalkuncut.com, and, and go to uh, episode three eighteen twenty sixteen, and you can see the link there. But or you can go to popphoto and do a search for you know Ansel Adams or whatever. But yeah, it's like a seven six minute video by it's like it was created by the nerd writer. And you can, you know, it just shows some footage, and then there's some, you know, some commentary about. I mean, really, like what it took for him to get the shots that, that he got, you know, and actually they show some of the, the pictures before, like it was one or two. They showed before, like the before picture, before he edited it, and before he came up with the zone system. And it's like, well, yeah, okay. So, so when you when you you know when you get that shot, you think you got that shot, and you get home, and it's not anything close. I mean, luckily, we have Photoshop to to you know knock that shit out quick. But when you when you realize what he had to go through, like he it did he didn't get it right in camera first bang. There's a lot of people think that like first bang he got in the camera. No, this dude was a master printer as well as the, a master photographer. 
Um, so check that out. I mean, if you at any point in your your artistic journey to where you having pause about your your ability, watch this video, and then you just realize no, it's, it's, yeah, my my it's not my ability. It's just that I haven't done enough. I, I still got a lot to go. I, I got a long ways to go. So, uh, I mean, I thought it was I thought it was awesome. Even though he's one of those names I, I talked about on a pre- previous episode, that's it's a, it's a gimme. It's a gimme when somebody you know talk about who's the masters of photography. Anson Adam is is a, is a gimme, a gimme. But when you see another, that was a new take. Uh, I haven't really seen any Anson Adams documentary. Uh, maybe I should watch one, because but this was like a mini documentary. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing seeing like seeing how far doc like how far back a documentary. You know what I mean? Like find a, a document that goes like far, far, far back into his early career. Um, so check that out. What else I got? What else I want to talk about? I wanted to talk about, um, you know, so, all right, here's another article. And it's about this. I, I've been seeing a lot of, a lot of like stuff in, in photography news about people doing silly shit with sea animals. There was one where somebody grabbed a pelican or something out of the water to take a picture and left it there to, <clears throat> to die. There was another one um, where some tourists or, or somebody hold on my voice. Let me take a drink. One, one moment. <clears throat> Sorry about that. There was one where these tourists took a baby dolphin out of the water and took a picture with it and then just left it there. And, and and so I came across this article. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Is it that this has always been happening, but now it's like a news trend? Like people was like, okay, let's make this a trend. You know how like some shit can get caught in the news. It's always been happening, but for, for some reason the news want, want to uh, like uh, spotlight it back to back to back so here's another one okay so here's the article um let me see where i got it from all right let me let me just read the article i can't remember where i got this article from but it's uh japan photo competition canceled after picture of man standing on top of a beach whale wins right so i saw this picture of this guy standing on a beach whale but I didn't know it was a contest entry. Matter of fact, I just skipped on by for the same for the exact reason I just mentioned to you guys. Like I, I don't like to talk about shit that's like been beat to death in 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 on podcasts and in the news already. You know, I I, I don't like to I don't like to jump on like bandwagons like that. But I saw this again, and I was like, in my in my news feed, and I was like, well, I just saw that. So I, I was looking at it thinking. To actually, I was look, trying to find a date to see if this is something that just came up out of order, like a duplicate, or if it's something different. And then I realized it's tied to a competition. So, a museum in Japan canceled its annual photography competition after choosing a photo of a man standing on top of a beach whale as its winning entry. So, I'm like, wait a minute. So uh, this this kind of confused me. So it's, let me read it again. A museum in Japan canceled 
its annual photography competition after choosing so the, 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 the museum chose a photo to win that they canceled because they chose it to win well I, 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 I still don't understand like I don't I don't know if it's like when they say the museum they speaking in as a whole but the museum and the jurors for for this competition are two separate entities or there was a lack of communication but anyway so the photography in which the man is holding his arm up in 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 fist pump you had, you have to see the the the, the picture let me find let me see where this link is from where is this picture from because i'm using um <clears throat> evernote that's why i, I uh curate the, the stories and stuff i want to talk about so but and most times it posts the link but where is the oh this is abc is this abc news photo coming yeah it's abc news australia i think yeah abc.net dash abc.net.au and it's this uh the writer of this article is rachel mealy is an abc reporter based in japan okay so she's based in japan but this story is on abc.net.au all right so <clears throat> so okay so let me let me finish reading it. okay so the the person who um so there was this judge contest judge kiko fuji a member of the Haikato Photography Association praised the photographer for taking a rare photo of a man looking proud in a victory pose. Fucking victory pose. Like he slayed the whale. I don't. I, when I read this, man, I was, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So she. I mean, in, if this was 20 years ago, I could probably even get it. This this is 2016. We don't do shit like this to animals. Well, so okay, so so she thought the whale was alive. It's it's the whale is on the beach, out of the water. She thought the whale was alive, and he had the courage to climb on top of it, and she was moved. That's what that's her fucking quote. What kind of animal is this, Kiko Fuji? What, what the f I don't anyway, anyway you gotta see the, you gotta see the picture um, just do a search I mean do a search for Japan Photo Competition Council you know or go to straighttalkuncut.com and, and find it in, in this man I, I, I was just so I don't, I don't know what the word is and, and just to see this guy just on top of this whale well I mean the, the, I thought we would pass all of this <laughs> I thought we were past doing shit like this, man. Like, I really did. So anyway, um, okay. So the announcement of the winning photograph sparked immediate criticism on the museum's website. So the museum really didn't have a problem with with it. It was just it was the criticism, the backlash that came about. So they, I guess they so they announced the, this as the winner and posted it as the winner. Oh sh. And so here's one of the comments in the here's one of the com comments. I'm very very sad as a person who lives in the nature of Hokkaido, H O K K A I D O, Hokkaido. 
Is that a town? What is that? A town? I don't know. So, here's a... <laughs> okay, so the museum is the Ak... Oktoshk Sea Ice Museum. That's O-K-H-O-T-S-K Sea Ice Museum. And they've apologized for the photo. So here, here's their quote. We lacked, no, no, here's, here's from the spokesperson of this museum. We lack consideration and awareness despite being an organization that studies the natural environment. And this was the, I, here's more of, of, of from the spokesperson. We will reflect on this seriously as we offended many people. No shit, you offended many people. I, it's one thing if this dumbass, whoever this person was standing on, on the well. That's that's one thing. That's just some idiot. But this is a museum, a museum, a nature museum. I don't I don't understand what like. I I just uh, I, man, this may seem like I'm giving getting over like. I I just don't. That's that's like that's a, that's that's like a animal shelter like there's a photo competition at an animal shelter right and some guy sends a picture in of some pit bulls like brutally fighting to one pit bull you know they fight to the death like it's not over the fight is not done to one pit bull is dead not actually not even a, not even a not not an animal shelter a pit bull a pit bull rescue organization right so this pit this scenario here that I'm talking about this well is is akin to if a pit bull rescue organization had a photo contest like send in pictures of your pit bull and this guy sends in the sends in pictures of some pit bulls fighting until one of them is dead and the pit bull is holding the winning pit bull is holding the other pit bull in his mouth and then they give him they he wins that's that's the same thing to me in my in my opinion anyway man go go uh shit is appalling go go take a look uh again that's on abc.net.au do a search for it or this rachel mealy last name m-e-a-l-e-y she's uh she was a reporter on on this article all right, and as always, you know, once a week I want to spotlight some sort of organization or um, photography group or something like that. And I came across this one called Phase Phase Magazine. It's spelled P H A S E, and, it, and you can find the link. the The link is phasemag.com, right? So Phase Mag, what what is it all about? Phase Mag. Let me let me find my um let me close some of these windows. I got I got windows all over there. Okay, so Phase Mag is an online magazine focusing on contemporary photography. We are publishing weekly a selection of three portfolios from talented emerging photographers, right? So it, it, and I, I took a look at some of the galleries and it is really, really like contemporary type work. Um so so check it out phasemag.com but they also have competitions and they have some um you know some ways that you can submit so open submissions no guidelines uh there's a link on the page so if you go to phase magazine you click on one thing i gotta mention 
So their their navigation, I don't know if they were trying to be different or whatever, but their their website navigation is, is shit's kind of confusing. So when you first go to the magazine, I mean go yeah, go to the online magazine, you go to the homepage, phasemag.com, and it's phase P H A S E Mag M A G dot com all together. You won't see any links at the top. You see some text on the side, but you won't know as a link until you click on it. Um, and to get to the links, you have to click on Explore, right? And then you see on the on the right hand of the page, Home About Gallery, or, you know, different links. So you click on the About, then you'll see About Phase, and then you'll see how to submit work, right? Um, so yeah, that was kind of strange. But they also had a they have a list of photographers. And and I, I like seeing lists like this because I can just go through randomly searching each just let's just click clicking on these links and just getting a variety of different just inspirational you know, just inspiration without without even knowing or, or even really caring if it's a big name or not. And just, and just try, trying to see what type of work people are out there creating. So you go to, you know, you go to the Explore link and you click on Photographers and you're going to see a huge list of photographers. Uh, they have an email uh, newsletter, but they also have galleries. They have a gallery showing, you know, of course, what type of work um that they display, but really, I mean, it, it seems like it's just fair game for for anybody who wants to get some sort of, you know, get some get something published. You can even even if it's just to add something to your resume, been published on Phase Mag, because it says open submission, no guidelines. Um, you can see an online work, you know, a link or a few attached images in low resolution. I mean, it seemed like pretty laid back. Seemed like. Their goal is just to spotlight artists, you know, spot and not not have a a certain uh, what's the word? I mean, well, I guess they say you know contemporary. Um, and and I, I really never there there's there's certain some titles or some some labels that I get like macro, uh, abstract, but some some uh, titles I don't get like contemporary. You know what I mean? Like that, it seems so broad. Like, like you know, like what? How old? Like what? You know, I'm, I'm especially now since I'm a pro, I'm, I'm forty. I'll be forty-two this year. Um, you know, it's like, like, am, am I? Especially like when they say young contemporary. Like, who? What is that? What is young contemporary? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, like I, I start, I start to look at the word young with a with a microscope now like young what is young now because to me young is like my my kids you know young is like under 30 to me like that's that's young you know it, it, but there's i mean but some people older than me they could they say i'm young and i'm like are you fucking kidding me i'm not young you know like i i, I mean i don't really I don't know. So so when I see stuff like that, I almost have to feel the need like to email like, what is young? Like I saw something the other day. It said it had young as a description, and then it said it had an actual age. It said it said like eighteen to thirty five. 
So I was like, oh shit, guess I'm not young. <laughs> anyway, check that out. Check out Phase Magazine. If you're looking for somewhere to, uh, you know, to, 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 you know, publish yourself other than like Flickr and all the, you know, the standard places. Also, it has a, a, a link of all the contributors, you know, like who's behind phases. So the editor, the two editors, contributors, and they have links to their website. Let me take a look at this. Uh, yeah, they have links to their work. That's another thing I like to see when the people, the people behind the mag actually have work out there as well. I mean, not saying you have to, but I'm just saying it's just a plus. It's just a bonus. So check out Phase Mag, and I'm going to move on to another story. So I came across a video on YouTube about homemade film developing recipes, right? Uh, there was a video, and this guy, he, he did a caffeinol recipe. It was out of like coffee, laundry detergent, just home stuff around your house. I think the only thing that you would really have to go out and buy was vitamin C powder. But you, uh, I mean, you probably can get that at like a vitamin shop or online pretty cheap. I, I buy bulk uh, supplements and stuff so I can make my, kept my own pills and things like that. So, you know, if you need some links with that, send, hit me up, tell us at straighttalkonthecut.com. But you can just go to Amazon. I get a lot of my bulk. Matter of fact, I get my, most of my bulk now from Amazon. But, but before, you know, years ago, Amazon didn't have that. And I used to just go to like, uh, there was a company called BulkNutrition.com and BulkSupplements.com. And I still order some stuff from, from um, Bulk Supplements, but they also have an Etsy, I mean not Etsy, but an Amazon store. So I just buy it directly from Amazon. Um, so, but anyway, he ended up doing, the, uh, you know what, I should have found the video for you guys and, and, and left the link. Let me see if I can find the, the video. But when, when I saw his uh, video, he mentioned that there were other recipes out there. But the one he did was simple and it actually he actually got good results. Um, so I think I was just gonna start with that one because it, it seemed it seemed pretty uh pretty easy, pretty straightforward. Yeah, it was how to develop film with coffee and vitamin C. That was the name of his video, and it was from about four years ago. But I I since um because he said he got the recipe, you know, from from online and and I went to those two websites. I went to two different websites. One is caffeinol.org and that's c-a-f-f-e-n-o-l.org and the other one is uh you know i did a search for c41 where's that link i did a search for c41 uh homemade c41 processing and and that one looked a lot more in depth and it's called um the website for that one is what is this Bonavolto, B-O-N-A-V-O-L-T-A dot C-H. So you can find it there. Uh, let me let me see where's this home. Okay, so this is uh, look like somebody's somebody's like personal page, and then I just ended up on that particular part of the website about those uh 
those homemade C41 um, recipe, C41 processing recipe. And he actually, this, so this is just like a family website. It's like a guy's website. But he had, he ended up having, and I don't even see a direct link from the homepage of how you, how did he, how did I even get there? Huh. Anyway, oh, well, let me see here. Oh, hold on. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, I, I can't find it directly from, from his links. So I'm not even sure how I got there. I just did a search, but I got the link. I'll post it up on straighttalkuncut.com. So that's something I'm going to try when I get back from my uh, little trip. That's something I'm going to try. I'm going to compare that to, um, you know, the process now I've already been doing. I've been just using, um, what have I been using? Um, let me see. One sec. I don't know. I, oh, okay. So, I've been using, uh, yeah, Polymax. Polymax for paper and Infosol 3 for, uh, for prints, for, for film, for transparency. So, but, you know, um, I'm going to try that. I mean, because if you can use something that you always have available, that's one thing about chemicals now called Amazon I mean not Amazon but B&H has a lot of chemicals but a lot of stuff they don't they don't um, they don't ship so you end up having to go to um, freestyle photo you know or something like that but if you can you know if this homemade stuff is, is give you decent results man I'm, I'm all for it I'm all for homemade stuff matter of fact I did a I'm not I'm not sure if I'm gonna post it but I did a video uh, I've been shooting a lot with this Note 5. Um, and I, you know, I've just been doing stuff, little projects I've been wanting to do. And it's just so easy when you have a little, even even with my pointed shoots, my little pointed shoes I've been buying here lately. I've I just been doing a lot more shooting. It just takes le a, a lot less setup. And I can see the big, why the, you know, why people are getting into like these mirrorless. I mean, I know a lot of people just getting into it for the gadget factor factor but um a lot of like well-known photographers who who were known for a certain camera brand you know like you know everybody's like switching these these photographers who, who've been known for these ambassadors of these brands all of a sudden switching jumping ship i you know i used to be like so yeah that means just just they're getting paid for it but now i i can totally see um <laughs> you know why somebody would want to just have something that's I mean you're just more apt to shoot when it's just it's it's less cumbersome and it's, it's easy so I've been I've been shooting a lot lately with this Note 5 and again I had the Note 2 but I, I I didn't I wasn't you know I wasn't thrilled with the results of the Note 2 it's like an 8 meg megapixel camera and the Note the Note 5 is like 16 megapixel but um yeah, so I, what I've been doing was I've been doing like a lot of little micro macro stuff and close up stuff and just stuff little projects, and I, I want to make a little tripod, a little stand out of the OtterBox because I have an OtterBox case, but it also comes with this like hip hip holster clip. Like who who's still doing that? But I wanted to turn it into like a little tripod by cutting out a slot for the camera, 
and I, I shot a video. I'm not sure if I'm going to post it because the, I was just using my old uh, Microsoft Life Cam and the focus was all kept getting off because I don't have, I don't know what it's, I got to find the software that allows me to control the focus and zoom in and out and all that stuff from the Life Cam. So I may put that up. But anyway, man, this this thing getting getting long and I'm I gotta I gotta get ready to go make my runs. Um so let me see. Yeah, that's it. I think that's it. That was that was one other thing I was gonna mention, but I, I may put that on the next episode. So hey, thank you guys for listening. That that's all I have for the day. Um I hope you enjoyed this episode got any questions comments send them to me tell us at straighttalkuncut.com um if you you know if you want to know those links and you can't get to them or if i forget to put them up send me an email or or just do you know go back and replay and and, and do searches for uh you know there's something that, that i mentioned that you're looking for uh but anyway like i always say i don't know a lot what i do know i try to talk straight about this has been straight talk uncut Thank you guys for listening. Talk to you next time.